We need all the savage. That's why I said, don't, don't get civilized on me. And don't get civilized on me. You understand? <laughs> I know what you mean. I was just like right out the gate. I'm like, don't get civilized. We just started. We haven't even done anything. But here, I'm telling you, listen, what happens with businesses? You get to where you need to be, and then all of a sudden you get comfortable. It happens in church. You get to where you need to be, and then you get comfortable. Don't get civilized. Don't lose your fight. Don't lose your aggressive nature. I don't know. That's just how I'm built. I just want to be aggressive in the kingdom, and I want to find where God wants me, and then I go after it like a bulldog. Pitbull. Rottweiler, whatever your dog you, whatever dog you like. It's not a schnauzer or anything like that, I promise you. Although those little ones have big bites too. You understand what I'm saying? That was David. So I'm going to mix 1 Samuel 17 and I'm going to mix it with Psalm 144 tonight and make it a nice mixture. You'll, you'll be drunk by the end of it. Shake it up. Come on. You understand? So Psalms 144 says this, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Ready? I love this. I love the ownership of David, King David. He says, My loving kindness and my fortress and my high tower and my deliverer and my shield, the one whom I take refuge in, who subdues the people. The Lord's looking for us to be trained for war. He's looking for a generation that will be trained for war. Right? He's looking for a people who will walk in authority and in power. That's what he's looking for. And tonight, I'm telling you, there'll be something that's released in the atmosphere. I tell you, there's something. I, I said, I was singing it. I sense something in the air. I'm singing it while Tori's singing something else. I feel something in the air. I'm telling you, there's something in the air. There's something in the atmosphere that God wants to give to us. If, if we'll just take it, Lord, I just receive it tonight. I want to be the one that knows you as my loving kindness. I want to be the one that knows you as my fortress. You fight my battles. Because I set my heart towards you. Because I have a heart like David that's just completely given to, to the king and his kingdom. That I just want to see a, a, a kingdom and a generation raised up. And I don't want to see any other thing. I, want, I don't want to build my own. Listen, that's why I say, we can't get, I, I can't get polished. Don't expect me to ever get polished. Maybe I'll be a little better orator. Is that right? Is that the right word? Uh, really? But I, I'm telling you, I don't want to be polished because there's something. God likes raw. God liked David when he was raw. When he went to the battlefield and, they, and Goliath and the Philistines are mocking the children of Israel, David's showing up with bread and cheese. Come on. He was hanging with the goats and the sheep and he got some cheese somehow. Come on, somebody. He came out of the field and was called to go serve his brothers. And he's walking through, and you know the story. I don't have to tell you the story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> he's walking through, and this guy is mocking. And I'm telling you, today, we have mockery going on. 
I don't care if they're mocking our government. They're mocking America. They're mocking the gospel. They're mocking a lot of things. And David was the guy that just said, wait, wait, whoa. Who, who is this chump? That would blaspheme? Who's this uncircumcised Philistine, this one who doesn't know God, who's lost? I know, I know. I'm supposed to have a nice heart. I'm supposed to love them into the kingdom. I'm sorry David didn't have that. But don't worry, we'll get to the love at the end, I promise. I'm telling you, David did not have that heart. David was like, this dude is going down. But we're called to overcome evil with good. You know, he says, I, I, I want to, God trains my hands for war. How does he train your hands for war? How does it look when God trains your hands for war? I'm going to just go back. I'm going to back up into David's life, and I'm going I'm I'm to, he just read Psalm 23. That was part of David's meditation out in the wilderness. Come on. Out there hanging with the sheep, watching the water, you know, watching the, the water that was there, watching the fields, watching, come on, everything's nice. There's birds chirping. There's no war. He's by himself, and he's got some sheep. He's by himself, and he's got some sheep. And I'm telling you, God trained him for war there. Before he ever had the platform to go before Goliath, he trained him for war there. How did he train him for war? Through worship and prayer. That's funny. That sounds like Tuesday and Thursday night. He trained them through worship and prayer. How are we trained in warfare? Paul tells us, he said, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, powers, and principalities. So we need to step into a place where our lives begin to be conducted in the place of prayer and worship. Can I tell you, it just doesn't end there because some point you're going to have to go to the battlefield. Some point you're going to have to go out of the, out of the nice sheep pen and go out into the place where the war is raging. And I feel like tonight that God wants to uh, reestablish the warrior inside of you. See, we combat in the spirit. We, we combat by what? By, because the weapons are, uh, that we use are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. How do I become mighty in God? I, I allow him to baptize me with fire. How do I become mighty with God? I begin to worship myself into a place, and I allow him to come down and pour the oil of gladness on my life, the oil of joy on my life. He's, he was anointed more with joy than any of his brethren, the Bible says. And your life needs to be filled with the joy of the Lord. That's your strength. It needs to be in a place where we are. our lives begin to be baptized with fresh fire that burns all the stuff out of us that we don't need. You don't need it. 
All these mindsets that keep you from doing the things, the, the mission of God in your life. Come on, there's something that the Holy Spirit's trying to pull out of you. And he's trying to burn and get rid of the, 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 the dross that's inside your life so that the Holy Spirit can move cleanly through you. Come on, purity is the key. Purity is the key. So you know the scripture, it says, David said this, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who should defy the armies of the living God? Who's going to defy? And then I like this, verse 3, ready? Verse 3, I'm bouncing back and forth. Verse 3, it says, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him? Or the son of man that you're mindful of him? Man is like a breath, and his days are uh, like a passing shadow. Meaning what? We don't have, this. it's time. <laughs> God is mindful of who you are. God is watching you, and he, he desires that you step into a brand new way, new living, brand new flow in the Holy Spirit, a brand new life that's blown by the power of God and, and moving in that place. And he says this, bow down, O heavens, O Lord, and come down and touch the mountains that they shall smoke. So he was looking for what we were talking about last week in Exodus chapter 7, where the people of God, where Moses was like God before Pharaoh. It's the same, he's, David's alluding to Moses. He's alluding to the place of worship, the mountain. Come on, we have to go into the mountain. God is the mountain. The Holy Spirit is the mountain. God wants us to live from the mountain. He wants us to live from the high places. There's no place else to live from. There is just one place. It's the desire of heaven that you come and you go up high with him. It's the desire of heaven that you do that. Not my desire. I say this every week. It's God's desire. He desired more than you could ever know that you would be in a place, the open window, the open door that's up in heaven that you go into. Oh, it's someplace surreal that I don't understand. No, 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 no. It's more real than you understand. The Holy Spirit wants to devour you and take you into that place. Happened to me again on Sunday. Again, I went into this black, like, suck. I was going to get sucked up and out of here. Did I get sparkles on my face? It's from rubbing my face on, on his Bible. On the right side? Good. Well, the Holy Spirit wants us to be in that place. Now listen, above all, don't get civilized. Got something? Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's flowing. The gold dust is flowing. He's got gold dust going on his hands. Come on. There's, there's something that's, that's happening. I'm telling you, something in the air. <laughs> Relax and go for the ride. No, no buckling tonight. You know, fall out of the plane. Yeah. But that's what he was looking for. David was exhorting that. Lord, I want to see you come like the days of Moses. Well, what's the matter with that? We're not seeing signs and wonders on the earth right now that Moses was even performing. Come on. William Branham saw some of that. There was some of these old guys out of the 50s and the 60s that were moving in power like that. I'm telling you, it's coming back in more strength and more power. In Come on. You have to believe you. And it's not just going to happen. 
I know, I know. I talk like it. I just want to press into it. You have to press into it. It's not just going to fall on your lap. The love of God is all over you. He loves you. He wants to draw you in and suck you up. Into heavenly places so you see the plans of heaven being released on the earth. I'm telling you, God's about to give maps and coordinates and where we're supposed to be. Boom. Point blank. Boom. Come on. The center of where God's about to explode. That's where you want to be. And some of you just find just being in your seat. I love you, but that's not where you belong. No, he's calling an army. He's not calling just one or two or five or even ten. He's calling a mass army. That's to stand and move in the power and the presence of God, right? So he says this. He says, he talks, verse 6, flash forth lightning and shatter them. Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me. Deliver me out of great waters. And from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speak lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you. Come on, somebody. Listen, when you see all the lies and all the deception happening, you sing a new song. You begin to worship in a brand new way. Listen, he, if he's, is he doing a new thing? Then sing a new song. <laughs> I think of that song by Misty Edwards. If he's doing a new thing, then you better start singing a new song. Come on. I feel it. Come on, it wakes everyone up. Everyone says, oh, he's singing. I'm telling you, he is doing a new thing. So you need to begin to sing a new song. Don't sing the old song. Sing a new song. There's something fresh that he wants to release from your lips. And it's a worship and a praise and a sacrifice under heaven that burns. It goes before the Father's nose. He goes, ah, I'm coming down. He does. The angels just go, and they start throwing fire down on heaven where you're calling for. Come on, that's, I'm, it's not, it's true. Everything I'm telling you is true. Who's going who's gonna to begin to sit before heaven and allow the heavens to be thrown down on earth? Come on, the coals from the, from the, from the four living creatures. Whoosh. What happens when that hits the earth? What does that even look like? See, what happens is I talk like this, and we're gonna get, I'm going to pound this place. <laughs> Listen, oh, no, no, this is just starting. This is just starting. Tonight's just ready. Tonight's just getting ready for what's about to happen. I truly believe, listen, all, <laughs> you know, when the Holy Spirit just begins to give you divine connections, divine connections. Things begin to perk. The thing is, I can choose one thing. I can take my foot off the gas, or we'll just coast. Because I believe me, I thought even about the upcoming armor. I'm like, man, it's too much. And then we get someone coming in October. And then I'm trying to book someone for, <laughs> and we won't even get me going. We're going to be scared. But they're not all, all going to be paid events. Just this conference, if we have, if we have to double up people, we've got to, you know, have registration. 
So we'll just, I'm just telling you, we're going to do this by faith. We're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to blow things up. You know, I, I, listen, it's not about, it's about making space for God to come. Ready? Because I'm not going to be intimidated by what people are going to say or judge or say, wow, he's, he, he, they're, they're building a ministry off having speakers. No. Gets me to my next point. 1 Samuel 17, 28. Now, Eliab, the oldest brother, see, David shows up on the scene. And his elder brother starts giving him, he gets angry and aroused. It says, aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And whom have you left those sheep with in the wilderness? Like, what'd you do with your business? Don't worry, the sheep can take care of themselves. What did you do with your business? I know your pride and insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see this battle. And I'm telling you that David was just minding his own business. And then he heard the taunting. I don't know about the rest of you. When I see stuff that's going on in the, some of these cities, I just want to take a plane and show up. That's just where I'm at. It's getting stronger and stronger. That I just want to say, bye. I'll see you in a couple days. I'm just going to go there and see what happens. Because I don't want to. Listen, who? Who? Hell's being unleashed on cities. Hell. Hell's being unleashed. And so someone needs to bring heaven. And I'm telling you, this was David's cry. What are you talking about? Who's saying that? And who's going to take care of that? Who's going to do something? That's why I see a whole army of Davidic warriors running and going after, running towards the Philistine. Because isn't that what the Bible says? The Bible says that David... He's taunting him, and he's walking towards him. And the more he starts talking, all of a sudden David's in a full run, and he's doing this with the sling. He's running at the giant. Who's running at their giants? Oh, come on. We can get personal with this tonight. Who's running at, at their giants? Who's running at maybe something's going on in your body? Who's running at it? Come on, there's things that are happening in your family. Who's running at it? Who's running at it? It doesn't. I'm not just talking about the, the things that are going on in the cities. Come on, let's just bring it down to personal life. Who's running at the stuff that's coming at your family? Oh, got all quiet in this Presbyterian church. Come on, somebody. It's okay. You're going to run. Come on. God wants to put some things in order. He wants to bring you to, to confront some things maybe in your own life. Come on. There's giants. There's a big giant that's trying to get in the way, and it's taunting you from getting to where you need to be, from going from a little shepherd to a king. There's something in the way, and it's personal. Come on, it's okay. You can make it personal because the person of the king lives inside of you. Are we all right? 
Yeah, I know. I got all. Everyone gets scared. Don't get scared. I'm just dealing with some. Come on, because you don't want to stay the same. I don't want to stay the same. Right? And some of you are going after it. And some of you are going after it. And I'm saying tonight, don't quit. Whatever you're going after, don't stop. Whatever you believe in God for, don't quit. Just stay in faith. Just continue to believe. Just continue to get before the Father and say, God, you're the one. You're my fortress. My fortress. You're the one who's, you're my loving kindness. You're the one who loves me and wants to see the best outcome at the end of the day. You're the one who loves me. I'm not looking for, come on, I want the Lord to come in with all his goodness. He's my rock. He's my tower. He's my shield. He's the one that will do this. But you need to confront it. You need to go after it. You need to get right in that giant's face and say, ah, no, you can come at, you can come at me, but I'm going to take your head off. <sighs> Shouldn't matter what they're saying. Shouldn't matter what people are saying around you. Shouldn't matter the taunting. Right? Because things taunt us and we, then we stop. We quiet. Oh, no, no, no. Just calm down. Uh-uh. Pick a pace. Go after it. Yeah, God's calling you to be a pillar in the kingdom, right? So... David says this, he says in verse 32, he says, David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail him. For your servant will go and fight the Philistine. Let no one's heart, I like that. Let no, one, no man's heart fail because of him. And then we have Luke 21. Remember what Jesus said? He said, men's heart failed them for fear. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven will be shaken. That was Luke 21, 26. And then we have Romans 8, 19 that tells us what? That there's an eager, what? Expectation. Don't, listen, there's an expectation of what's happening in the earth. And then there's an eager expectation of the sons of the kingdom being released in the earth. And I like this because Psalm 144 says this. It says that the sons... Maybe as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be pillars sculpted in palace style. Oh, come on, somebody. God's trying to form you into a pillar. Come on, so that the weight and the glory of God can sit upon a people. What? In the kingdom, in the, in the palace, in the, in, the, in the place where God dwells. Come on, this was David's house. Maybe it was after the ark came back. Obed-Edom didn't have it no more. Come on, it was in his backyard. <laughs> Come on, the glory of God. Don't you want the glory in your backyard? I want the glory of God in my house. And so I'm believing that my, my sons, ready? Spirit, of, spirit and power of Elijah coming on a generation, that the hearts of the fathers will be towards the sons and the sons will be towards the fathers, right? The, that we sculpt those around us that we, we, we used 
to exhort and to encourage and to, and to build up those around us so that there's a, there's a kingdom realm that's being released in, in our body, in our place, in the place where we're believing God to come down and dwell and never leave. Come on, he's not just coming for a visit. I don't want him coming for a visit. I want him to stay. So what's going to happen? It's going to be formed through prayer. It's going to be formed through being in the field. It's going to be formed through, come on, courage and faith. It all has to be in the mix. Come on, God's trying to mix this all together so that we live in a place of power and strength, but, but we're in this place of humility. God, will you come? And when you come, Lord, don't leave. Don't ever leave. Please don't leave. We, we love you. We want you to stay. We don't want you to go. Lord, let your fire fall here. Would we be humble and hungry enough that his fire would fall here and that it would never go anywhere? And here's the thing, here's the key, key, that David was acting like a king before he was a king. Oh, come on, that's a good principle. You start acting like a king, you start believing God, that all the promises for you are yes and amen, and that's not just a Bible verse, that it's a reality in your life, that all the promises that he has for you are yes, they're yay and amen. They're like, yeah, Donkey Kong is on. Let's go. Let's go into the place where God's calling us, that we can live and move and have our being in God, and nothing stops, nothing hinders what he's doing, and we don't, put the, put our, we don't have a good week and then a bad week, and a good week and a bad week, and a good week and a a bad week. No, it's full on. And even with this, this house of prayer, right? You go home and you pray. <laughs> you go home and you, you get before the Lord. You go home and you allow the Holy Spirit that it pours out on your kids. That it pours out on your family. I prophesy family to some of you young people. <laughs> right? Holy Spirit wants to change the landscape of what your family looks like. Worship gave birth to a warrior. Worship gave birth to a warrior. Worship will bring the power of God up inside of you so that you are a warrior, that your hands are ready for. There's nothing worse than someone who, I'm, who you're running with. Imagine we were having this conversation about being trained for combat over dinner. Nice, light conversation. <laughs> I'm saying that because really, if you're in, if you're, you know, just say there was a kingdom awakening militia, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. Well, we were talking about hands for war tonight. But it, you want the guy next to you, the woman next to you, to be trained for war. I don't want you not knowing what you're doing. That's all right. That's why. Come on. And God wants you to know what you're doing. Come on. He's given you all knowledge, all glory, all strength to do what he's called you to do. And this is, this is how God's listen, he, he wants to do this. He wants you to be next to him. <laughs> he wants you to be right next to him, learning. He's the best teacher. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher that will train your hands for a love war. 
Come on, and, and if your faith bothers people, so be it. Really, if, the, if, your, if your level of faith begins to bother people, it's okay. Don't compromise. Don't sit back, right? And listen, there was this thing. David was defiant against anything contrary to righteousness. I know, he had a slip and fall. But there's this place in David, he knew how to turn around and pray and say, God, forgive me, cleanse me, take not your Holy Spirit from me. I know I screwed up. And this is where the Lord wants us, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us at all times. How many of you are letting the Holy Spirit work in you right now? I'm telling you, you can't go home and not allow the Holy Ghost to work in your life. It's okay. I'm glad that God does it here, but, and even in a prayer time. But there has to be a place where God is forming you. And you are on the potter's wheel in the midst of what he's doing. That the, even the centrifugal force of the potter's wheel is making you disoriented. And, the, and allowing you not to know what's going on for a moment. But I'm telling you, when the wheel stops and you look like a new vessel, there's something going to come out of you. You're ready for the outpour, the, the outpouring of God's spirit that's going to overflow your life. But you need to be allow, allowing yourself to be on the wheel. You need to be defiant against unrighteousness. Any area in our lives. Listen, I'm telling you guys, I, I'm only telling you this because I ended up in a car with Jeff Jansen. And listen, there's, <laughs> there's realities that are going on that we don't even, we don't even have a grid for. Like, there are things that the Holy Spirit is doing on the earth that you just need to be ready for. There's evil being unleashed on the earth? Evil. Evil. Demonic. And you think, listen, listen to me, listen to me. You need to remove anything that's maybe contrary to righteousness. Come on, some of the things we might even think could be, you know, it's thinking. It's allowing things in. What do I allow into my life? What do I allow into my children's lives? What do I allow in not just on a television, but what's, what's, how am I allowing uh, uh, my, my life to be before the Lord? How am I, how, what do I look like when my, I'm totally giving everything to God? That means every decision I make. The Holy Spirit wants you to wake up. Wake up to a new realm, to a whole new world that the Lord is going to come and walk right into. And he's going to begin to put his finger on things because things don't just happen. I know, I'm talking parables right now. David said this, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? <laughs> there were things that were coming against David. And he said, what have I done? I'm just trying to rid the earth 
of this giant. This is why I'm saying it's important that we go after the things that are in the way of God's progression for us. I have to be honest with you. My life, my life, I'll talk to, I'm talking to me now. My life needs to be right in line with God. That means I've got no room for a mess. Come on, I want to be Psalm 24, clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart, allowing nothing to come in that's going to invade my life. What's going to happen when that happens? I'll show you. Verse 13. Psalm 144. Can you keep up with me? I'm bouncing all over the place. It says that our barns may be full. This is what happens when we rid the world of giants. This is what happens as we remove the things out of our lives and God moves things out of the way. We become full. Come on, Colin said it earlier. Full. Supplying all kinds of produce that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in the field. Come on, this was the type of thing that I saw the other night. I literally saw it in the spirit. Hands, as far as I could see. It wasn't 500. It was thousands all the way, as far as I could see. That our oxen may be well laden. That there'll be no breaking out or, 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 or go, no breaking in or going out. That there'll be no outcry in our streets. Hmm. Happy are the people. <laughs> Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is Lord. And let ready, Jesus is training us for this. Jesus is training us for spiritual warfare. Jesus is training us for spiritual war. Right? And he wants us right on his right hand. Right beside him. That's why the Bible said he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. What does that look like? That means he's always around you. That's closer than a brother. Sometimes your brother doesn't want to be near you. But he sticks closer than a brother or a sister. Come on. He sticks right next to you, and he wants to walk you and guide you into all new things. Ready? There's, there's this power that's being released in the earth now. And I'm going to tell you it's his desire. This rocked me on Thursday night. I just got completely rocked. I, and I, I've, I've read it a thousand times. John 17. I got completely rocked. It should rock you tonight because hopefully I'm going to explain it well enough that you get wasted on Jesus. Right? Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. I'll read it again. Father, want to know the desire of Jesus? This is the desire of Jesus. That I would be with him 
that he, that you, those that you gave me, he's praying for all the church. He's not just praying for the apostles. He's praying for all the believers, every believer. Read it in context. His prayer is for the whole church, that everyone who believes on his name would be so close to him that, we, that you may be with me where I am and that you may behold my glory which you've given me. Are you all right tonight? Come on. That's really good news. I'll read it again. You want me to read it again? Because I think I have to. No, because you missed it. Because you'd be screaming and jumping out of your chairs. If, if we understood how much he wanted us near him and to be and to see his glory and to witness what he's doing right now in this hour, my God, behold, it says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you gave me, may be with me where I am. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus right now? Doing what? Making intercession. Shaka Rembeke. He's praying. Oh, my God. He wants you next to him, and he wants to teach you in the place of prayer. He wants to teach you in the place of intimacy and prayer. And it doesn't have to happen in this church. It can happen at home. Come on, somebody. It should be happening at home first. Before you come to church. Because if we all brought Jesus with us, what would happen? <laughs> that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. That you would see the glory of God that you've given me. And all the glorious things that are about to happen, that you would see those things and they would be witnesses of those things. And when we understand that, nothing will stop you. Oh my God in heaven. Nothing will stop you. I'm excited. Nothing will stop you. Not one thing. No, not one thing. Nothing that's going on the earth would affect what's happening when Jesus teaches us to pray and, and, and teaches us intercession and the glory that was on him would come and visit us. That it would be revealed to us. What does that even mean? You go home and ask. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. Now really, this is the mind blower of the whole thing. Because somehow, he's trying to express, and you can't, ex you can't understand this in, in a natural mind. You cannot, you will not. He's trying to express what the Father's love is towards him, and he's God. He's the Son. He's God in skin. And he's saying, you love me before the foundation of the world. This is what I want you to show them. I can't handle it. I can't. And then he prays more. Oh, righteous Father, 
The world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name. There's that thing about the name tonight. Your name. Grace, you probably want to help me so I can be quiet soon. It says, but I have known you, and these you have known you, have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name. And will declare it, that the love which you love me may be in them and I in them. You loved me before the foundation of the world. And all the love of the Father is being poured out. Because he saw Jesus. He saw the plan of heaven. Do you understand? He saw the plan. The light of God was being released. And he said, God, I pray this for the, for the ones that are with me. That they'll be where I am. That they'll see my glory. That they'll be in this place where my life is revealed to them completely. And that the love which you love me may be in them. You love me before the foundations of the world. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, that's the purpose of Jesus, that Jesus would break the power of darkness. That the power of hell would be broken because the Son loved the father loved the world so much that he was going to give his son that he would absolutely bankrupt himself from heaven and walk out and step into flesh die for you and me so that I would have access to heaven I wouldn't have eternal damnation. I would live in the place of heaven. Not only in the future, but now. Now you live in heavenly places. Now, right now, you have eternal life. That the Holy Spirit would give you this divine understanding that all of creation has been groaning to see the sons of God manifest. So I ask you again tonight, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to step into the destiny that God called you to? Will you be available? Will you be a defiant against any unrighteousness? Come on, personally and in the globe. My God. I have declared to them your name, Yahweh. I have declared to them your name, the everlasting one. I have declared to them your name, 
Jehovah Rapha. I've declared to them your name. Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides everything. I have declared your name. Jehovah Shammah, which I think is, the Lord is there. And of anything else, we need to understand, God, would you come be right next to me? Will you teach me in the place of intercession? Will you show me the fullness of your kingdom in this hour? Would you wipe up? Close your eyes right now, please. Father, will you give us this place? Lord, will you train these hands for war? Will you train my hands for a place of war and make me a warrior? Just ignite the warrior inside of everyone in this place tonight. Lord, that we would defy every giant in our lives and every, every giant that comes to try and attack America, attack our nation, attack your goodness, Father, anything. Father, we're asking for your, you to touch our hands. And Lord, would you wake us? Would you wake us from any slumber? God, we want to be where you are. Lord, we thank you tonight that you desire for us to be with you. So, Lord, we're asking right now that we would be where you are. And, Lord, you would reveal your glory. Lord, trains the, train these hands. Begin to train us in, in the place of prayer, in the place of intercession, God. Lord, shake off any place where we've just become settled. Lord, I declare tonight that you would unsettle us. Lord, I pray that people that are, have been settled in their spirit, Father, tonight you'd wrestle them in their sleep. Holy Spirit, just come and overtake your church. Father, we pray for every church in New England. Lord, would you unsettle the church? Lord, we, we ask that you would just bring the spirit of supplication and the spirit of burning, God. That we would live, God, 
in a place of prayer. Lord, don't allow us to be civilized anymore. Lord, let hunger rule our spirits, Father. Lord, allow your presence, Father, to, to draw us even closer. Lord, I thank you that you desire everyone in this room, everyone who'll watch online, you desire every one of us to come to be where you are. Lord, we're asking. Lord, reveal yourself. Lord, remove apathy. Lord, burn, burn out, burn, 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 burn out apathy. Places where we want the American dream to just come back. Lord, we want Jacob's dream. Lord, we want the vision that you had. Lord, we thank you that you're going to make us aware of where you are and who you are and what you're doing in this hour. Lord, we, we declare over this place that it would be a, a portal of heaven. That, Lord, we would see you in all your glory, begin to man, manifest yourself in ways we haven't seen. God, we, we declare that tonight. raise up the mighty warriors raise up the warlike ones ha, that are seated in heavenly places that are seated in the council of God we thank you